guys, I want to have a chapo like Travis and Ben. Why, you ask? Because I'm celebrating this episode, I Fought the Law. It makes me want to sing it like, I Fought the Law. Anyways, guys, stay tuned. We have a great show for you. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz AfterBuzz TV, welcome back, guys. Welcome to Station 19 After Show. I'm one of your hosts, Linda Antwi, and my fabulous co-host, Sahai. Hello. Sahai. Yeah. I have to say something. I know, I know, it wasn't planned. Guys, if you are watching us live, you can see that Sahai matches everything after Buzz. She was feeling the buzz, That's and she right. is all about it. That's that right. black and gold, black and gold, <laughs> black and gold. Yeah. I love it, Sahai. Thank it's you. It's super cute, Thank actually. you. I wanted to just, like, keep us inspired tonight. I feel inspired. Yes. I feel inspired by the whole outfit. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling your rocker girl chic girl, look Y'all today. don't know. <laughs> the Canadian girl has that rock vibe. <laughs> I'm rocking it out today. If you could see this outfit, you'd be it's like, whoa, cute. what's happening? Happening. Yes, I'm all about it. This episode yes. made me very happy. I enjoyed it as well, but there were moments I wanted to cry. Like I, I almost teared up twice. I did too, but overall I was like, it's over? How can it be over? I know. I am all in. This show has me all in, guys. We have so much to discuss. We're going to do a little bit of news and gossip. Uh, Jaina has spilled some tea, guys, and Mm -hmm. you are going to want to know about it. And, of course, we're going to have some fun fire facts later on in the show, so stick around. Yes. Yes. All right, so you wanted to cry. Okay, so part one was with Ryan and his dad. Yep. Um, Which we'll get to. We'll get to, and then with the, the young child. Yep. So Agreed. Those were my. I wanted to cry, but I was also intrigued. We saw some growth from Sullivan. Um, we saw some unexpected changes that we thought were going to happen yep. that didn't happen. Yep. So it it definitely kept me on uh, the edge of my seat. This yeah, week. they're really uh, digging into the characters. I'm liking how they're stripping down the layers. Yeah, and this episode we really saw growth from everybody in all their perspective, like deficiencies if that's the proper word yeah. right like whatever they're working on that self-help stuff it was it was totally working so let's just dig in let's talk about andy and maya because that was like the opening scene and mm-hmm. they still live together but it's not just andy and maya anymore it's andy maya and ryan you know ryan could be my roommate any day and walking around in his boxers i i don't mind it wasn't it wasn't a bad look i think that uh these two, Maya and Ryan, are so familiar with each other. It's like they're their fall fallback person. Yeah. You know, if we're both single, you're my fallback person. But I also think um, Andy is using Ryan to avoid facing, like, something that's really going on with her. Of so course she is. she's just using, like, she's just having sexercise as a form of exercising her body instead of, like, exercising her mind oh, and yeah. her emotions. And we saw that when he tries to talk to her and was like, we need to talk about kind of what we are. Right. And he knows her. So he knows he's going to say, this is not serious. We're just, you know, booty calling it. And it's all good. <laughs> right. right. Because he he knows that Andy is about to like bounce at any time. Right. So let me just tell her that I want it to be casual so that she doesn't have to tell me that it's gonna it's only casual. But what I thought was interesting is that he's like, I want to make sure that we're both being honest, that there are no games, 
and no secrets. Because he knows with her that that can happen at any point. All the time. She's a hot mess when it comes to her relationships. But at the same time, he still keeps coming back. Well, because he loves her. I understand, but it's just, you know, I don't like to see her her play with his emotions like that. He's a good guy and he's been there for her and he really genuinely loves her. I know, but so how you see he's going to get hurt already. You see I it, know, right? I know. The fact that he, even, but he's trying not to because he was like, let me lay these ground rules down just to see where she's kind of standing and we know really it was for, more for his benefit too. It was absolutely for his benefit. Yeah. He doesn't mean any of that. He doesn't mean any of that. And even towards the end where I'll just jump forward a little bit when he's like, we, we can see other people. And she was surprised by him because she knows he doesn't want to see no one. But you know what? Ryan knows how to play her game. That's exactly... He knows what her triggers are because he knows her so well. So he's like, okay, you know what? Let me switch things up on you. You're not going to play me like yeah. you did last time. So, Hey, Ryan, stick to it because clearly it's working, but mean <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? Because you're going to get your little feelings hurt and I don't want to see that. Look, and Ryan's already going through stuff with his dad. Like He needs somebody to be there for him. He can't have any wishy-washy yeah. girls. Yeah, but, and Andy's really selfish she when it comes to that. So I don't think she's going to see the signs. Yeah, she hasn't seen them yet, right? Because she's right. already she has, I think, PTSD from this this losing that last uh, victim, right? Um, and I think that she hasn't dealt with it, and that's why she's all over the place right now. However, I also think she's so wrapped up in that that she's not seeing what else is going on. True, because she didn't even really learn about Maya and Maya's promotion. Right. They ha- haven't really had a talk about it. She just knows it's happening. Well, she's very, it's easier for her to focus on herself sometimes. I think it's kind sometimes. of a survival technique for when you when you just have too many things going on. Um, and so we kind of get some answers to that in our news and gossip segment. We really do. Mm-hmm. And guys, if you're on our podcast, I was, yes, I was rolling my eyes because I think she's all the time self-absorbed. <laughs> uh, moving on. Before we talk about this, actually, let's talk about our network because... Since you're like the, the mascot, yeah, I'm the ambassador today, yeah. I think that it would be prime you know, to start it here. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, before we move on to our next topic, we wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use some of your help. If you're on YouTube right now, we're in the live chat, so hit us up and hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. We're going to give some shout-outs later on as well. And being a part of the AfterBuzz TV family has meant so much to all of us. And we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Yes, and we're on Spotify too, guys. So just, you know... Download us in your car and take us everywhere you go. This traffic, <laughs> you need something good to listen That's to. Right. So listen to us, After Buzz. Yes. Uh, Vic and Gibson. Holla! <sighs> you know. Oh, wait, what? You said Vic and Gibson, Vic and Ripley? Yes. Okay. So, you know, okay. I feel like there's a theme here with the women at Station 19, and it's non-committal women, which... I like the idea of seeing women not being like throwing themselves all over the guys and rushing to be in a relationship and looking all thirsty and desperate. But at the same time, I'm like, it just hurts me a little bit to see these upstanding guys who really want to be in a relationship. Because let me tell you, in these streets in real life, it's not that way. So to see it on this show, it's like, wow, there really are good guys out there. And the ladies on this show are really like, actually, you know what? I don't know about this whole relationship thing, but we can have fun in the meantime. That's what we're seeing with Andy and Vic. So 
it's it's an interesting uh, dynamic with, with Vic and Gibson. Yeah, well, Andy and Di- and and oh, yeah, Vic are saying. both non-committal, yeah. but I see yeah, what you're the two of them are. Uh, <sighs> well, you kind of killed my buzz. Sorry. But I, I love these two together, and I agree with you. I think that Vic needs to start to take it serious. But I think in this episode, she's realizing that she's having a lot more feelings for him. Right. I think that he shocked her when he said, I told my sister about you, of course, because I tell my sister about all the important things in my life. And you can infer from that, obviously, that he thinks she's important. And I loved him coming out of the shower. Mm. I loved him jumping in bed with her and like just mm. that playfulness and that hot, like beautiful coupledness. I loved all of it. Yeah. So I, and I think that her trying to reach out to her friends at the station and explain that she's in this relationship, that it's complex because it's her boss, boss, her boss's boss and her ultimate boss. Right. It's difficult, but you know, you find love where you find love. And I think that that's the road they're going on because he's grown. He's in his career. He's mature. And he's all about it. He is, but he's playing it smart, too, um, which we saw. It's like she brings out this youthful side to him. Yes. The fact that he was willing to jump in the bed and still, like, you know, spend time with her. You know, most people, it's the beginning of your work day. You're like, I got to get to work on time. You can wait. Yeah, you he's know? the boss, too, though. So. <laughs> exactly. But His he, work day starts when he wants to start. Oh, that's true. That is true. So he was like, let me put in this work yes. before I go to work. Yes. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I think that you're right. I think that he is being more playful because she's bringing out that side of him but I also think that in return that she's going to step it up too and maybe be a little bit more mature because she's falling for him and we see that at the end of the episode where she talks to Travis which we'll get to but she's falling for him for sure definitely and she makes an attempt to show this growth but it ends up actually not being the right move which I thought was hilarious I I, my I wish we have a little bit more backstory with her and what other relationship she's been in right. and what other job she's been in. Cause she's kind of like fly by the seat of your pants girl, which is totally cool. But I, I'd like to know a little bit more about her history, which we might find out That's via what... this relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jack. Mm-hmm. So Jack with his PTSD and thinking everyone is checking in on him now that he's back from his months and months and months of therapy. Right. Right. And so he thinks everyone's trying to keep an eye on him and babysit him. So when Maya talks to him, when Dean tries to talk to him in the beginning, but he's giving him the cold shoulder, he just had attitude all day long. I was like, can you settle all the way down? Yeah, you would. That's think, how I felt. You would think after being in therapy, he would have calmed down. He wouldn't be so resentful for everyone having the intervention. But he came in with the fire, and he wanted to use that same energy, keep that same energy to like re- work really hard and and pick up where he left off. But he's not the same person. Yeah, but my concern was: has he really then? truly dealt with the PTSD because like Pruitt said when Pruitt was uh, talking to Sullivan he's like you miss the fact that Jack is dealing with PTSD and I don't know enough about PTSD to say hey you're are you ever over it Mm. Um, but maybe he was dealing with it enough to come back to work but coming out with anger towards anyone that's trying to talk to you I don't know maybe you're not 
thoroughly done with um, therapy. It may have been his defense mechanism. I guess he here it is his entire team and all his coworkers and the people he's now supposed to be leading saw like him at his weakest point. And I think that may have been a little bit embarrassing for him, especially as a guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's already difficult for them to express themselves and show their emotions. So for everyone, his closest friends and coworkers to see him have this issue is probably really hard for him. And while we're on Jack, let's talk about Jack and Dean. So Dean does approach him and say, hey, you know what? We need to start communicating. You know, you can keep this childish, not talking to me at home, but when we're at work, we need to be able to communicate. Right. And Jack was not hearing it at first. He was like, nope. You, he felt betrayed. He felt like you didn't come to me man to man and say, hey, listen, I'm worried about you. You staged this intervention. And even though he wasn't the only one at this intervention, right. that's his best friend. Yeah. Right? And so... I was like, okay, so he's not really receiving it. Then we see towards the end of the episode that Jack, you think Jack has received it. And it was like, hey, you know what? I know that you were worried about me. I know that I didn't come to you. And, you know, I get it. But by the way, you don't talk to your parents, right? So, yeah, I invited them over to dinner because, yeah, I do talk to them. So they'll be over for dinner next week. I was like, oh, so you're going to be petty like that? Yes. Again, that's a sign to me that you're not really over your own trauma since you're trying to, like, get back at your best friend. Right. But that took you in, by the way. True. At your lowest point. Yes. And obviously loves you. Hence the intervention. Yes, but that was the first time we saw Jack smile, so that was good. Even though it was because yeah, it was he was an evil smile, I though. Know, so he, I know, but I mean that shows the the same old Jack is still in there somewhere. So yes, it was at the expense of Dean. But I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this whole family dinner. So I'm glad he. I'm. I, it's not the way we would have liked it to happen, but I'm glad it's happening. And I wonder what these conversation Dean's family is having with Jack. Like, what are they talking about? Like, oh, you know, Jack is smooth, like wheeling and dealing, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and also laying the foundation for whatever major drama can come out of it. Because, guys, if you remember, Dean doesn't talk to his parents because he's not part of the family business. And they were not impressed with him becoming a firefighter. And his parents are very wealthy, well off. And remember that whole Rolex watch mm-hmm. thing that he didn't want any part of? So it should be interesting, A, who they cast as the parents, yes. and B, the dynamics that that's going to have once they come to Seattle. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the incident. So we always have an incident. This incident was uh, first Margaret Chen who seemingly didn't know who she was, had that bump on her head, but, you know, was able to find her glasses, which I thought was funny, and <laughs> and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, my head hurts. Oh, but that's the wrong, you're hitting the wrong side of your head. The bump <laughs> is on the other side, but whatever. So we turns out she's a fugitive. Yes. And uh, wanted, basically broke free because she wanted to see her kid who is going in for major surgery and may not survive the surgery. And of course we have Ryan because he's the only police officer in Seattle. We saw more later on. We did after, (laughs) after Ryan did all the work. Right. First on scene. Yes. But I do like the fact that he was able to break the rules and he broke the rules. If you think about it all day, he broke the rules that he made with 
Andy. Mm-hmm. He broke the rules when we saw his dad <laughs> show up again. Yes. Right? Who is also a fugitive. So that's kind of like a parallel T- storyline. And then with this Margaret lady who he allows to see his kid, her kid. Right. And I thought it was really, really special because it's showing his growth too, right? Because he's definitely a law and order guy and everything is black and white. Right. And he's finding even in his own life, there's many, many shades of gray. Yeah. He definitely saw that the situation with Margaret reminded him of his own situation with his own dad. Do you think this, this affair with Andy is making him you know, change his ways. He's just becoming loose with everything. He's coming, becoming loose with his love life. And now he's becoming loose with his career. I think so. I think it's showing him that there's no one road, like in his love life, there's no one straight road. Like, uh, you got the, you came back, you got the job, you moved in beside Maya and then you're supposed to be, or I keep saying Maya, Andy, (laughs) I know it's Andy guys. I don't know. I keep saying Maya. you moved in beside uh, Andy, and then you're supposed to live happily ever after. Right. That's not obviously how it's working. So maybe try it a different way. Maybe be a little less structured right. and kind of go with the flow and be able to like allow the human experience to be part of that journey. Right. And he's understanding that everything's not black and white. Sometimes there is yellow, like in our after buzz logo and in my windbreaker today. Just <laughs> but what if you can see this cup I'm holding with water? Sahai has these same colors on. Guys. Yes, I'm matching. I'm matching everything. But what I kind of liked about this uh storyline with Margaret and her son it shows the sacrifices that parents make for their children and the things they do with good intentions but actually are illegal, like this whole college admission scandal. You know, I'm sure a lot of these parents also thought they were doing the right thing and sacrificing for their children. Oh, no. (laughs) We do not have enough time, but I'll tell you this. Those rich parents (laughs) who paid 50000 plus, like... 20 million total over the years to get their children in elite schools. That's not this. No, but they, that they're is not this. And think, guess what? Those people aren't going to jail. But they, yes, they are. They got picked up by yeah, the yeah, feds. Yeah, yeah, But oh, it's going to be, a, it's gonna be a slap on the wrist, guaranteed. Well, because you know saying, why? They're rich. This yeah. woman here <laughs> who didn't have enough money to pay because she didn't have enough medical to pay for her son's surgery, so started skimming from work. That she wanted to give back, but got caught. But in time for her son to get the, the surgery, surgery. Yes. same day, by the way. Yes. And she's willing to go to jail. Because guess what? She's going to jail not only for stealing from her company, but now she's a fugitive. So she has that on top of So that is not this. But it's similar in the sense that we don't know... They're rich now, but they may not have grown up with money, right? So their intentions were, I want to make my life easier for my child. And I think parents as a whole, whether you're spending $50,000 to get them into a school and lying, or you're li- you're putting, you're putting you're lying about your address to get your kid into the right public school, their intentions. I'm that not woman saying, went to jail. Right. But I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that they're the same situation in a sense, or the results were the same, but the intentions. I think parents always sacrifice for their children no matter what. Even if, look, people uh, have people claim their kids on other people's taxes to get to get money. You know, it's like p- parents always do things that they think, oh, this is for my kid. This is going to benefit us as a whole. But sometimes they don't think about the consequences. I don't have kids yet, but I know that anyone that has kids, they will do whatever it is they That's have to do. That's what I'm saying. That's what and I'm I, saying. And I get that 100%. I think that 
Um, you're always your parents' child. You can be five, you can be 55. Yeah. And you're always going to be your parents' child and they're always going to feel protective of you and they're going to want the best for you and they will sacrifice the, their last dollar penny that they have and then some and then go into debt for you. So Mm -hmm. I I absolutely get that. And I think that, that all parents are probably like that. And, you know, with the exception of the, the few. Um, so, with this story and with Margaret, to see that she would even fiend not remembering who she is, right. just to make sure she goes to the right hospital to see her son, that was pretty powerful. I mean, when he saw her, that was the second moment that yeah. I almost cried because he was like, I didn't think you were going to make it. Yeah. Like, you could see, you you forget as children, like, their feelings, too. Like, yeah. kids have feelings, too. And he's a sick kid, and you don't have your mom, and you have your aunt, but not your mom. There's nothing like your mom. Yeah. So that just broke my heart. And to know your mom's about to get handcuffed and taken out by a police officer, that was yeah. that was rough. Yeah, but she's going to live another day, and her son lives another day, so they will eventually be back together. So the sacrifice, I'm sure, to her was worth it. Uh, Let's talk about Travis. Yeah. So Travis, Grant, we miss you, by the way. But Travis (laughs) uh, has taken up a bunch of hobbies, and the latest being cycling. There was yoga, there was Pilates, all of this. And Vic tries to approach him to talk to him, and he takes offense that she calls him out on these crazy hobbies because she thinks of the breakup with Grant. Right. Do you think it's, well, we heard a little bit about what it is. It's not just the breakup with Grant. It's he's still in love with his ex-husband that's dead. Or not ex-husband. He's a widow. Yeah. How should I explain that? He's still in love with his deceased husband. husband. Yes. And all he has is, that and work, he yeah. said. Yeah, and so he's trying to find himself. He's trying to find out who else he is besides those things. Exactly. It was hard to hear him say that. I mean, even when he called Grant Michael last week, that was rough. So it's interesting. I haven't lost someone like that, so I don't know what it's like to grieve in that way. But I mean, I've you know, even when you end a relationship and the person is still alive, there is still that sense of loss mm-hmm. and you miss that person. So to know it's not like you could even call them or text them like, hey, you good? And to know they are never coming back. That yeah. must be a whole other level of like trying to get over and it. And especially if that's the one, you're, the love of your life, I can't. I- you know, I can't. But does a part of you want to shake him like, get over it. You got a good guy in Grant over here. Yeah, Don't I want Grant to good... come back. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I actually really do. And and I think I shared with you, I'm actually happy they mentioned Grant by name again. Because maybe, 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 maybe. Stacy, maybe. <laughs> uh, Pruitt. So Pruitt was interim captain for the mm-hmm. last four months while Sullivan was recovering. Right. And you can totally thoroughly tell that he enjoyed being back at the realms. And what I thought was interesting about the way, even though we didn't see him in the day to day, he's in tune with all of his people, all the firefighters. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly. And I think that that's what makes them great. Yeah. And he was trying to explain that to Sullivan. So when Sullivan came back, he came back and he's he's like the law and order firefighter right. uh, captain. And Prude was like, I'm not leaving until you decide that it's not just about the rules. Right. You missed the thing about Oscar. You missed the thing about Jack. And I'm not going to allow my team 
to suffer because you're about the rules and, and uniforms. Right. I mean, he's the OG. He's been there. It's like, it wasn't that... I think he enjoyed it, but he it was like, this is his passion. So you saw that coming through, and that's how... He was speaking to Sullivan from a passionate place, mm-hmm. and Sullivan really picked up on that and learned from that. But I was like, yes, Prua, you lay down the law. You show these kids how it's done. Right. I, I liked seeing him like, I did put his too. foot down. I did, too. And I liked, like you said, that Sullivan took it to heart, and then when they went to actually go see Oscar, so him, Ben, and Jack go see Oscar... He actually took a moment, and I think he actually learned from Ben in the situation, being there, and from Jack. Learning from Ben that it's okay to go above and beyond, and it's okay to connect with whoever is in need, because maybe that's part of what they need from you, right? So playing that mental chess, I thought, was really out of his comfort zone, but I was so proud that he decided to do that. Yeah, to see him extend himself in that way and think of a way to connect with another person Mm -hmm. who he didn't know prior was really interesting. It was like they were playing chess with the... uh, administration of the medicine because that was like touch and go and then they were playing another game of chess to keep the oscar alive so it was very interesting it's kind of weird to see sullivan like be nice and interact with people it's still throwing me off a little bit when he he's like being compassionate because i'm not used to seeing him that way and i don't think his character is used to it either so i think that it that awkwardness because i feel it too that awkwardness is is real because he's he's so used to being so uptight and not blurring his work with the personal, but when he started calling them off, like when he stood up for Maya saying Maya's not going anywhere uh, to the chief uh, and called them family, I was like, oh, he gets it now. I think what was good about this call with Oscar also is that um, Sullivan got to see Ben in a new light, in a different light, and it showed that he's still learning a lot about all the members of Station 19. Um, And I think it helped him like really value Ben's additional medical skills also. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what I was saying, that he, he he learned from Ben. And I think he also learned from Jack because when they were fixing the car Mm -hmm. Um, and Jack's like no I think it's this and this and this it's like the whole package you're not just the firefighter you're a human being right and it's okay to be a human being it's okay to help other people so yeah I I loved it again I love this episode I think it was great (laughs) Uh, let's move on and talk about um, Ben specifically Mm -hmm. and Ben Miranda, Gray Sloan, being a doctor, being a firefighter, and then perhaps this Medical One elite team now, which is another change. And I know, Sahai, last week, you were insistent that he stay right where he is. I mean, But can he make a lateral move, meaning he can be on this Medical One, which I'm assuming is the elite medic team that goes out with the firefighters. I mean, this I'm kind of okay with because it is using where he is and the experience he had in the past with this new role. If it helps Miranda calm down and not have as much anxiety, I'm here for it. You're here for it? I'm here for it. But Ben, this is going to be the last move because I'm tired <laughs> of it. You can't have had four careers. Or can you? Is Ben showing us, hey, you don't have to stick to one thing in life. You can change as as the wind, you know, calls you to do something different. So. You were reading my mind. I think, like we always hear and see everywhere, that it's not too late to start anew. And if something 
you thought it was your passion is not your passion and you want to try something else, then try something else. But I think that this is his passion, but he's appeasing. Like he said, he loves his wife more. He loves Miranda more and he cares about her more. And I mean, that type of love is, it's rare, like you said. That's you the know? sweetest thing. And think about it. She kicked him out. You know, she was the one that initiated this. Yeah, and here us. it is. He's making a sacrifice for her. Yeah. Like, some people would have been resentful and been like, no, you make the change for me yeah. if you have the issue with it. So just seeing that, what I love, it's like, for the writers to have thought about that angle, I really appreciated it. Me too. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> I love Ben and Miranda. I do think that you know, there's going to be more to that story, but we'll get to that when we get to some predictions. Um, so we talked about Oscar. We talked about Margaret. I think overall, this episode was really about the characters. It was really character driven. And we learned a little bit about everyone's history and we're kind of wrapping up some of like the loose ends. Speaking of wrap up, let's talk about Ryan and Greg. Just, you know, Greg, we saw Ryan in this car with his dad, Greg. Mm-hmm. First of all, I guess Greg had been away. Times, like, months had passed since we yeah, last saw Greg. four months. Um, did we, we... I didn't think we would ever see Greg again, like, after last week. I was really surprised to see him. Were you? I was surprised to see him so soon. Okay. Because if we remember from earlier this season... Uh, he was bumped up. His character was bumped up to a season season regular. Mm-hmm. So he's not going anywhere per se. Right. So I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. Okay. Okay. But those two, their bond after whatever they've they've gone through, it, you can see that they both love each other so much and they want to know more and spend more time. But, you know, now your dad's a fugitive. And it's, it's sad to me. But this is also where Ryan's seeing that it's not just black and white. I know. The thing is, I feel like he's actually, Ryan is learning real life, like what real life is about from Greg, from this dealing with Greg. I think Greg is kind of like, has been through so much and Greg knows what? The parallel. Parents will do anything for your children. This is what I'm oh saying. Oh my God, I just got see, that right you now. See, this is what I'm saying, I just got it right Linda. now when he not was like, the rich he, Greg risked being caught. You see? Just to give Ryan some money in a bag. get it. See, it's not about the money. I wasn't talking about the money. I know, but, but it, it was wasn't about, about the money. It was the about love. the risk and yes. the love that he took yes. to come back to make sure that Ryan was okay. To I got you. these keys. I got you. And I was like, where? At, I was for a few. I was like, what's, what's in this? What did you guys think was in the, uh, the, the, the safe box? I knew it was money. You knew it was money? Yeah, it's always money when it's in a uh, friggin' storage container. <laughs> Always money. I was I was thinking maybe it was jewels. You know, Greg's creative. He's gambled a lot. It could have been something else. Cash, money, honey, yeah, and I the gambling. <laughs> Which was very thoughtful. Look at that. Greg was the, you know, and he said it was clean money. It was for the mortgage. All of it. He knows his son. So Ryan is, he knows is, his baby. is seeing like, man, my dad, he may do things in a bad way, but his intentions are good. Yeah. And it was so sad because Ryan, like you were saying, wants more time with his dad. He's Because he's just learning about this guy and really growing to like him and when Greg walked away I was like mm. I know. just really really got chucked up with that one it's like don't go I know. as they, they show him from behind I was like oh no I, like, no. I hate goodbyes like whether yeah, it be too. parents relationships I'm just All not of good it. with them yeah. All of it. it was a great episode Very good. guys let's move on to some fun fire facts Ooh. fire facts 
So, uh, first and foremost, uh, the first fire fact I have for you guys is about smoke inhalation. So, more people die from smoke inhalation than flames. Did you know that? Because fire can suck all the oxygen from a room and replace it with poisonous smoke and gases before flames even reach a room. So many times people die from lack of oxygen before the fire actually even reaches their room. Remember that episode last season with the family in the house yep. and smoke inhalation? So yes. Yep. It's, it's quite scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire fact number two. I've mentioned it before, but I feel like it's so important to talk about smoke alarms. Do you have a smoke alarm at your place? I do. I just changed the battery. It actually went off when I was cooking recently, so it works. Beautiful. Uh, Have smoke alarms in every room in your house, wherever you live, in your apartment. Have them in in every room and make sure that you hear, you're supposed to test it like a couple times a year. You're actually supposed to test it every month. Who knew? Yeah. So make sure you're testing it every month, whether it's a little like do do do, whatever it is, make sure you're testing it. And then the next thing you want to prepare yourself for is you want to find two ways to get out of each room of your house. Hmm. Two ways. So a window might be a second way if the door is blocked by a fire or smoke, because if one way is blocked, you have to have another way out. Okay. Um, this is something that is new to me that I didn't think of, but now makes sense that I'm talking about smoke and, and all of that. You need to practice feeling your way out of the house in the dark and with your eyes closed. Whoa, that's intense. Think about a fire. Think about the smoke that I just talked about. Lord. Practice. Okay. Feeling your way out of your house with your eyes closed in the dark. Can you do it? Because that might just save your life. And last but not least, you're supposed to sleep with your door closed. It helps prevent fires from spreading too quickly. Hmm. Interesting. It is because, you know. We've seen on, you know, on this show, like the handles are usually hot, but it does like create that barrier. Or even when they were doing those trials and they had rooms with the doors closed, yeah. that helped them as well. So question, knowing that you do these fire facts, do you have an earthquake survival kit? I do. Damn. Girl, you know I do. I don't. California. I, <laughs> I have not been in an earthquake, knock on wood, anywhere uh, since I've moved here. And I know that there's been a lot. And I think there was one, like a small one, like four or five years ago, but I was in Miami, so I missed it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I wanted to talk about one other thing with okay. the Firefax. So, the big fires that we've had here specifically in SoCal, there was one fire in Ventura Ca- County. Uh, December of 2017. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it? No. It was huge. It ravaged, it's called the Thomas Fire, and it ravaged the whole entire area. And we just found out today that SoCal Edison, their power lines were the cause of that Thomas Fire. What? Yes. Yeah, so uh, for you guys that are listening on the podcast, I have a graphic up of the power lines that were too close and too down to the roads, as you can see here. And between that and being too close to the trees, one little spark can start a fire. And here it says the fire started amid high winds that caused parallel power lines to slap into each other, creating an electrical current. And hence the fire started amongst that. Yeah, really sad. That makes me think of the song, We Didn't Start the Fire, but actually the uh, SoCal Edison did. They, they did. They started and the fire. Why they say it's important to know who started the fire is because there's 
millions and millions and millions of dollars of damage. Wow. And you start to bring in insurance companies and this company specifically who's responsible for paying out for all the people that were victims, right? So, yeah, Firefox guys, learn something new every day. Yes. Let's move on to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we have my two favorites, Maya and Andy. And it just says them being cute. It's a picture of the two of them embracing each other on set and just being cute together. Adorable. Cute firefighters. Yeah, and I also think it foreshadows what's going to happen with their relationship. Because if you guys remember an old article, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot about, like you said, Maya and her history. And now that they're both equals, what is that going to do for their friendship? Yeah, exactly. And the right? fact that Maya's not leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up is uh, I caught a little Dean. And can we all just admire the pure joy that is uh, at Oaks Mash I for a second? I love Instagram has, handle. He has a, the best best smile. Like, it's pure joy all across his face. Yes. I love it. Uh, And then next up, we have the girls' night out. And what I love about this is you see that Maya, Andy, and Vic are having a great night out. And do you know that they hang outside of work? They hang outside. The cast hangs outside of work. That's awesome. And these girls do party it up. So it's fun to see that, you know, this is like a on-set family and an off-set family. Uh, next up, this was just a gratuitous picture because they're hotties, but we have my not Maya, we have Andy, Sullivan, and Travis. And they're just being hotties. Yeah. Hot firefighters. <laughs> like, roll up, y'all. Roll yes, up. Yes, yes. And last but not least, uh, Hollywood Life did an interview with Janae. And she dropped some major scoop about this season. And I'm going to read part of it verbatim. So the winter premiere ended on a lighter note and with Andy and Ryan getting some quality, sexy time. They were in a good spot, she says. I feel like there's always that one person in your life where the fire never dies. It never goes out. And sometimes you go, you get back to it and then you leave it and then you get back to it again. I feel like they have that type of relationship. But what about her former flame, Jack? Because remember, mm. she was messy and she was with Jack last season. Yes. She says, Jack is not in a good place. He's struggling with some PTSD. And I think we dive deeper into that. So that's a scoop. Um, he seeks some therapy and we get to see where that leads to. So I think that the therapy is not done. Okay. And then, but for him and Andy, I'm honestly not sure where that's going. I don't know if it's going to fizzle out. I can tell you this, though. He does find someone, and it's someone you least expect. He ends up finding someone, and that it's a really big shocker. Mm-hmm. I think I know who that someone is. I think I know who that someone is, too. So, on that note, let's do some quick predictions. Yes. Your After Buzz TV predictions. So, my predictions are Jack and Meyer are going to have a thing. I think Me I, too. Said it, I said it last week. We saw the, the spark between them, literally. And so I think something's going to happen between them. Also, I think Travis is going to get like a rebound. I think, I think eventually him and Grant are going to get back together. But I think in the meantime, in between time, he's going to, you know, uh, have a rebound to get away from the cycling. Um, and this Dean family dinner, I think it's going to be a hot mess and I cannot wait to see it. I agree with all 
those things. I'm going to add that I think Pruitt isn't going anywhere. I think Pruitt is going to stay in the station, and he's going to try to co-captain or something and, and say that he's helping Sullivan in some way because he's obviously helped Sullivan this far. Uh, I think that Ben is going to make it onto Medical One, and I'm hoping Medical One is part of Station 19 and not some crazy spinoff and that he doesn't go anywhere and I think that Greg is going to come back again. I think Greg has not gone anywhere. I think he walked down the street. He has an apartment somewhere, but he doesn't want to leave Ryan, and so he's not going to. Okay. Those are my prediction, guys. If you want to continue the conversation, which I know you do, and we didn't get a time to shout no. out. Guys, we're running out of time, but I'll tell you this. We love hearing from you in the comments. We comment back. We will definitely shout you out next week. If you want to continue the conversation, comment below or hit me up at Linda So Girly all across social media. And where can they find you, Sahai? You can find me at Say Hi Sahai. Thank you to everybody that was in live chat and to everyone that commented last week. Guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.